What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Transatlantic Sports Show with me, Anthony Wooten. You give me a follow on Twitter. That's at A-R Wooten. If you don't know how to spell it yet, just think of Royal Wusson Bassett. That's right. The Royal Blood in me. W-O-O-T-T-O-N. We are also at T-A-S-S underscore UK. That is at Transatlantic Sports Show. Get what we did there? Underscore UK. Today's show is a celebration of American football in Britain. I know it's a transatlantic sport and we've talked a lot of American football and thank you so much to all my guests who have provided us with some exclusive content over the past few weeks and in a few weeks time we will be celebrating Major League Baseball in this country on the weekend that we were meant to be having the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. We're going to revisit that wonderful weekend last year when we had the Yankees and Red Sox. That is to come. But the reason why we are celebrating American football in the UK is because, unfortunately, there are no NFL games coming to our shores later this year. So I thought it's a perfect opportunity to look back and celebrate how far we've come. So coming up in just a moment, we've got a mini documentary. It's something that I put together with the guys behind the Farnham Knights, one of the original British-American football teams. They formed back in the 80s when American football was this weird and wonderful sport, and there were only four channels on the television set. So if you're new to NFL and you're an NFL UK fan, and thank you for joining the club, you can have a little history lesson as we travel back in time and discover how American football grew in this country. It's a great little documentary, a great little story, so hopefully you're going to enjoy that. And then we'll reflect on the NFL games that we've had over here. We're going to discover which venue you'd prefer, Tottenham or Wembley, which teams you would like to see over here, whether you would embrace a London franchise. That is the celebration that we're having on this show. So let's kick things off, shall we? And travel back to the 1980s and the time when American football, this crazy sport with guys with helmets and shoulder pads and all that stuff, it wasn't rugby. There were 11 men on the field. It wasn't football as we know it. Why was it called American football? Why did the UK get so involved with it? Let's find out. American football in this country dates back to 1910 when two US Navy fleets played one another. The sport grew in the mid-80s when it was first introduced on our TVs. And it's right here on the corner of Frenchham Road and Ridgeray Road in Farnham where two local lads, Roger Hart and Terry Millward, came up with the idea to form a team, as Terry explains. Well, for me, it kicked off probably when I was 12 or 13, actually watching once a year, World of Sport used to have a 30-minute highlight of the Super Bowl in January. And then I was about 20 years old, so it would have been 1983, 84 was when I was working with Roger and the, this uh, this kit, Roger said this kit had appeared as a mannequin in a, in a sports shop. It was something different that was, um, there was an excitement about it and a skill and something you didn't see in sports in the UK at that time. Mm. And um, when I saw this mannequin, I thought, wow, well, could we start a team if this kit 
could we start a team? Well, the main problem was we hadn't got a clue how to play the sport. Yeah. So we hadn't got a clue. So the, the next premise was, well, an American, if someone's American, they must be know how to play American football. Yeah. So yeah. where do we find Americans? And um, somebody we were working with said, oh, my, my next door neighbour is, uh, is a serviceman down at, at Greenham. So we just thought, OK, he's American, he's a serviceman, he must know how to play American football. We arranged a, a, a time when we knew he'd be at home. Literally, Roger and I went round, knocked on his door. Bearing in mind, Roger and I are not the tallest of people. Mark stands about six foot four. You add another eight or ten inches of the doorstep on top of that. We knock on his door and he just looks down like, you know, and we said, uh, we would like you to teach us how to play American football. Mark Salazar was an American services policeman stationed at Greenham Common Air Base throughout the 80s. I was a little surprised when I found two gentlemen there, pretty uh, major in stature. Uh, Roger, I want to say, was all of about five foot four, and, and Terry was a whopping five one. So uh, at six foot three, it was kind of a big contrast as I stand at the door with these two guys. We spent the next two hours that evening in his house just talking football and kicking the idea around with him. And from that, Mark originally committed to give us about sort of four or six weeks to come down and whip us into shape. And he pretty much spent the next five or six years. Yeah. I told him that I wanted to, uh, to help them get started, help advise them, help them start their practices, show them how to schedule a practice and work on a practice. Uh, but I would only be able to do that for about eight weeks because... I was moving and I would live some 30 miles away and I wasn't going to commute to coach a bunch of British guys in American football in Farnham. And um, we started practice. Uh, but it wasn't long before I realized that uh, I didn't want anybody messing with the things that we'd already been working on. With the team finally formed, it was then a case of learning the playbook. When to go short on third and two, how to bubble screen and how to play action fake. They were given the privilege of entering the airbase at Greenham during the Cold War to watch games. Former Knights player and head coach Steve Raines took me to the now common land and showed me where they would sit and watch America's game be played. This is where it was. Um, so we'd come in through the main gate and basically as you came through the main gate it was like going out of England into a different country. It became the USA. Um, all the outlets and everything that were there but we'd be just told drive up to the flight line and drive down the runway. Nobody came with us. Once you were um, you know, vouched for and allowed in through the gate, everything was fine. So we'd drive up to the, to the runway, drive along the side of the runway, and then down to a car park here. Um, and the high school was over there. Yeah, with a hot dog and, hot dog uh, yeah, and, a, and a cold beer. Um, yeah, and... Uh, and seeing the, the, the coaches that were coaching us, they were out on the pitch. It was just, yeah, it was good times. They were good times. Yeah. Terry and Roger recruited the first Knights players by posting an advert in the Farnham Herald. But some of the guys that turned up failed to make an impression on their American coach. We had some guys out there who were interested. They thought the interest in the game was about uh, striking other human beings and having a lot of fun hitting people and stuff like that. But they didn't realize there was a skill set to the game. Uh, and they they had to learn those things so it was a little bit of a tough road initially but we had a really really solid core of guys who came out initially and really worked hard uh, about 25 guys who really stuck it out in that first year and and we grew you know we had people that were let's just say not the fittest of people couldn't play f you know football our football couldn't play rugby 
because of their you know their size and stature but they they could come along and they felt that they could be part of this and they they were part of it Mark Salazar insisted on entering the fledgling knights, which included a milkman, a hairdresser, aircraft engineers, bricklayers and bank workers into the top division against well-established big city teams. They won five and lost five in that inaugural season, but the following year the Farnham Knights went unbeaten, winning all ten. Not bad for a team that didn't even have goalposts to practice their kicking through. We've seen grass, right? We had grass. It was sloped, so you know, it depends on how much work you want to do if you you want to do less work then you practice downhill if you want to do more work you practice uphill I mean that's that was a big difference we practiced in parks we practiced at an old farmhouse for a while where we had to go out and like clear rocks and we had to turn car lights on and try to figure out where we could draw lines and I think we might have been moving like cow manure around and stuff like that trying to clear things out I think it helped build a lot of bridges between um, the, the the base and, and Greenham and, and the local community. Um, I mean, the, the vision that we'd had of Greenham was of um, peace protests and, and actually it was a very different, very different story. They learnt from us, they learnt about beer um, and we learnt about, about football and everything from yeah. then. So yeah, it was great. Uh, they were the beginning of my adulthood and, and I enjoyed that very much. Uh, I miss all of them. Um, some of these guys have actually um, emigrated to the United States. Uh, there's uh, old Farnham Knights living in Chicago and living in Georgia and living in Florida and living in Utah. And so that's kind of neat that they're now, you know, kind of Americans, but they're all good guys and um, miss them tremendously. They were part of my young adult and growing up. And um, yeah, yeah, I look back on those days with a lot of fondness. The little sports shop on Frenchman Road may have gone and their American coach is now back home in LA. But they've left a legacy in this corner of Surrey, and who knows, perhaps we'll one day see a local player scoring touchdowns in the NFL. My thanks again to the Farnham Knights. What a great story that is. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy telling it to you. It certainly is one of those quirky, just great stories of how we came to love this sport. The reason why I got into American football is because I grew up in Canada and I played it at Pop Warner level and I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan because the time I was playing American football in Canada, we played the NFL rules, not the three down CFL rules, although I did have a season ticket at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The reason why I'm a 49ers fan is because the 49ers were the team. They, it was the Montana Rice era and I was playing American football. I was learning to play the sport. When I came over here in the early 90s it was a rare treat to be able to watch the number of games that we had at that time and you compare it to what we've got now and how you can instantly digest all the information highlights live games that we get now thanks to game pass nfl network social media podcasts such as this we've come a long way baby and thanks to that it's how you probably got into the sport because you can get so much access to it there's a lot of dedication back in the day if you wanted to follow your team and keep up to date with all things nfl but now thanks to all the innovations in technology and broadcasting we can embrace it we get nfl games over here each year although this year is unprecedented but it will be back but because it's growing in popularity there is always the talk now of a London franchise, which just seemed far-fetched when I was growing up playing it over in Canada and when I've moved over here 
and try to showcase American football to my friends as a young teenager. If you said back then, oh, we'll have a team from London playing in the NFL, they'd just laugh your head off. But now it is almost a reality, isn't it? It seems like it's going to be inevitable. What do you think of that? Do you enjoy the London series games as we have them? As you know, each year I cover the NFL games in London. And last year, when we had the games at Tottenham and at Wembley, we had that swanky new stadium at Tottenham. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. I asked a few of you whether you would embrace a London franchise or whether you just like things the way they are. Uh, yeah, I would definitely support a London team. I don't know if they would do a new franchise or bring the Jags over here, but I'm a Patriots fan and a Packers fan, but I don't really have any actual affiliation to either team, so I would definitely support a new London franchise, yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. I think the easiest thing to do would be like a new franchise. Um, I think they're definitely, well, we know there's uproar from American fans when they lose a home game, so losing a franchise probably won't be their uh, first choice. We, we know from like other sports like football, like there is a massive um, like sport backing here in the UK, particularly in London. I mean, suppose one question would be is where would they play? Like where would the facilities be? Where would the team move into and stuff? But yeah, I, I definitely support London team if, if there was one. Well, it's my first time here in London, so uh, I'm really excited, looking forward to see it. So I, I cannot tell you if I want it the other way or how to, how to, to, to change all the stuff like that. I think it's, it's a great franchise that you guys come over here. Um, yeah, don't know how to do it better or to change anything because it's my first time and we'll see maybe after the game. Hell yeah. Yeah, get Jacksonville over here. We don't even like him over in the States. Yes, we like London more. Let's go. Send it. I would probably consider to maybe come down for one game a season if there was a London franchise. Um, to be honest, I prefer if, even if it was a London franchise. Maybe had one game in Cardiff a season, one game in Edinburgh at Murrayfield a season as well. I think that would just spread things around a bit. But yeah, probably come one game a season. Um, I, I would not support a London uh, franchise, but if they played the Seahawks, I would come down and watch the game every season. Yeah, well, you know, coming from Edinburgh, it's a bit of a hike to come down here. I, I, I probably wouldn't be up for it. The only reason we came to this game is because I'm a Raiders fan. They're Seahawks fans. We thought this is the one time this is going to happen. I mean, he lives down here, so I suppose it would give us a chance to visit him and go to a football game if it's a franchise. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe ambivalent. Do you think a franchise could work here? Or do you prefer the setup as it is, where it's a festival it's a of football? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, London's obviously such a, a massive city, you know, and, you know people obviously love it but whether they would love it 16 games a year I, don't, I have no idea I, d I don't know I, c I couldn't speak for the the good people of London um, I kind of like it the way it is to be honest because um, you get to see different teams I'm not sure if it's a London franchise it'd get sold out every other week I think London franchise would be good I think it'd be enough support but yeah I think it's nice that all the other teams come over I'm pro London uh, franchise um, just take ages for us to be good so it'll be painful for a lot of years I reckon I'm back in London franchise I think most fans would have accommodated London overall and give up their overall team they could go and watch them every week so yeah I'm for it mixed back there I don't know how you feel about a London franchise I'd back it that'd be fine I'd bring me 
as many games as you can. I would get behind that London team. However, if they were to play the San Francisco 49ers, I won't be backing them. I'd be rooting for my 49ers. But I could jump on the bandwagon and follow a team, a London franchise, absolutely all the way. I fully endorse it. If we get more American football games over here, then bring it on. That's what I say. Now, where would the London franchise play? We know that the Jags had put in the offer to buy Wembley. If it is the Jacksonville Jaguars who become the London franchise, then surely they will play at Wembley. But which venue do you prefer? Do you prefer the 85,000 capacity Wembley crowd? Or do you like that brand new, swanky, shiny Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is built specifically for the NFL in mind? It was a beautiful arena for football last year for those two games that we experienced at the end of the international series in 2019 just what six months ago just over six months ago now when those games wrapped up seems like such a long time ago and it seems like it's going to be such a long time until we see american football over here i asked a few of you which you prefer as a venue wembley or tottenham so i think for aesthetics uh tottenham's ground was a lot better um it's clearly been designed for nfl um clearly been uh, you know, the whole experience that they thought about the, the uh, British-American football fan. Um, however, the facilities, on the other hand, maybe in year one, I'm hoping this will change. Uh, it's very lot difficult, more difficult to get a, a drink or food, whereas Wembley seems to have nailed that bit down. So it's very different in regards to at Tottenham. It, it feels busy, it feels tight, um, and I'm sure they will change it. Um, but Wembley, I think the fan experience when you're in the ground is better. But I think for Tottenham, and also Wembley, sorry, can I just clarify, you've got the tailgate, you can do things like that. In Tottenham, in and around Tottenham is maybe not the nicest place to go. Uh, you can't do the tailgate. When the game finishes, it was very difficult to go to pubs and bars, etc. Whereas at Wembley, okay, not notoriously the nicest place in the world, but you can still, they're ready for us. They know that we're coming in. Tottenham uh, High Street did not know what was coming for them um, but as a ground as a stadium Tottenham's ground was unbelievable for NFL but the experience, fan experience I would say better at Wembley Wembley by far it's better the inside the ground Tottenham is better like when you've got queues and stuff the queues are far better there's a better system for that but ground wise for things around the ground Wembley Wembley it's more yeah more around it there's more to do outside you know what I mean? So, Tottenham was better, better view of the pitch, I think. The way the, the stands are angled, but Wembley's better as a whole experience, I think. Tottenham. Tottenham was just, it was amazing. They've done a really good job of making it NFL appropriate, I guess. So. Wembley. I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> so, a mixed bag there of Tottenham fans and Wembley Stadium fans. I mean, if you want to share in between the two, I'd be all for it. I enjoyed Twickenham as a venue as well when we had the games there. There's some great games at that Twickenham Stadium. And then Twickenham itself just felt like a bowl. It's great that we've got these three venues that could host American football games. Who knows what's to come further down the road? We've got to see what the Jags do as far as Wembley Stadium's concerned and the deal that they've got with Wembley Stadium. Obviously, Tottenham have got the commitment until 2028. Probably going to be longer now because they had their contract for 
games to be played between 2018 and 2028. Of course, we didn't get any games there in 2018 because it wasn't ready. And then we haven't got games there this year. So be interesting to see what happens on the Tottenham contract front. Now, we haven't got any games later this year, sadly. We don't know which teams we're going to be playing over here, which games would be contested. We had the schedule announcement last week, but there was no hint of which of the games were going to be the London games. There was talk of the Denver Broncos facing the Atlanta Falcons, but rumours around all the others. I'm not going to speculate on those. When the London games wrapped up last year, I caught up with a few of you and asked you which teams you would like to see in London. This was for 2020, but I guess we can look ahead now to 2021. Um, definitely like to see Patriots. Obviously, they're my, uh, my team, I support. Uh, I'd like to see... I'm trying to think of who I'd like to see now. See most of them though, so far, haven't we? So, uh, mostly attacking teams, really. Well, the teams, obviously, over this season are really good. Last year was a bit of a dropout, really, wasn't it? So, pretty poor games, to be honest. But I don't know if it's part of the travelling or not, but... Um, one team I would like to see is probably the Saints, actually. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them live, so really good attacking team. Drew Brees, I love Drew Brees. So. Uh, I'd like to, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'd obviously love to see them over. Um, saw them a couple of years ago. Um, and I'd love to see them up against maybe the Eagles or the Redskins just because it's a divisional matchup and uh, they're the big games that really mean something to us fans. And um, yeah, I, I guess uh, some of the uh, new rookie quarterbacks are really exciting. I'd like to see Mahomes come over, see him live. Um, and yeah, people like Wentz and um, um, maybe the Browns actually, you know, they're actually uh, <laughs> starting to do something now, aren't they? So that's quite exciting, yeah. So they're the, they're the teams I'd like to see. So I'd love to see the San Francisco 49ers over and see them get some wins. Steelers, obviously I saw them a few years ago, it was great fun. I'd like to see them have a home game here. Uh, I think the crowd sport would be pretty good because they seem to outnumber the Vikings fans last time around. So it'd just be great to see them over again. Personally, I think just some of the bigger teams really, you know, get the, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Packers, Patriots, brands that people know, you know, I think a lot of the uh, the teams that people see over here are the, the, the smaller franchises. But it, 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 it's great because you can see it still pulls everybody in. Everyone comes along, everyone wears their shirts. And it really, it really doesn't matter, to be honest, because you'll still get the, the pull of the NFL. Are you happy with the matchups that you've experienced over here? It's been touch and go. I think I was just saying to my friend here, um, the last really good atmosphere was the Chiefs game about yeah. four years ago. The, the atmosphere was just absolutely electric. Some of them can be a bit of a damp squib, but uh, on the whole, the atmosphere is actually sometimes better outside of the stadium in the tailgate, and inside it, it can be a little bit flat sometimes, but yeah, no, we always enjoy it. It's always a fantastic day out. We come every year. Yeah, I would, I would agree with my friend here. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, a few years ago, one of the best atmospheres I've experienced both soccer and American football stadiums um, the whole stadium no matter who they followed were doing the Kansas City Chiefs chant it was amazing one of the best atmospheres ever superb so you'd like to see the Chiefs obviously over here any any other teams that spring to mind that you think you know what I'd, I'd love to see them Dallas Cowboys I used to follow the Dallas Cowboys in the 80s <laughs> and uh, yeah I'd love to see them back I'd like to see the Patriots come over it's one of the bigger teams obviously like they were saying themselves maybe the Cowboys someone that's going to have an actual high scoring game <laughs> I personally like seeing all the different teams a mix they should be having it in a rota over here we've had well Jacksonville's over here for obvious reasons 
But even that, the Jets have been over twice, who are my team, they've been over twice the last couple of years. Personally, I love that, but it's great seeing all the different ones coming over here. That's what it's all about. But personally, Jets Patriots over here would be a cracker. It really would. So you want to see the Texans, the Panthers, the Packers, their team's yet Panthers, to come. Panthers, Tampa, get the Bucks over. Let's build a pirate ship in the corner of Wembley and see how that goes. <laughs> are you generally happy with the matchups that were given in London, or you yes, know, would absolutely. you like to see something change? No, absolutely. They're mixing it about a bit, which I think is great. Yeah, I would agree with that. As, uh, you've always got a good mixture, but it'd be good to see one of the big teams come up. Uh, well, next year, I'd like to see uh, Green Bay Packers over here. Who haven't been over. Maybe the Panthers or. Um, the Browns, exciting young quarterback Baker Mayfield, who I followed during his college years, so that'd be good to see. Um, so yeah, maybe teams who haven't been over, be exciting. I don't think I want the Raiders to come back because we don't do very well when we come to London. Maybe if we're an away team, but not a home team. So I'd like to see the Browns come over. I think that's a really good team with Baker Mayfield, a lot of potential talent. Uh, and the Giants, I've got a friend of Giants fan, I think he'd like to come down and see them play. Because obviously we're going for a bit of rebuilding, but Saquon Barkley, he's one hell of a running back. And he'd be a quality player to see on the field. How do you feel about the matchups in general that we get over in London? Are you happy with them? Do you think we get some duff games because there are so many one-sided encounters when they come over here? Would you like to see more, I, I guess, 40-43 game like the Patriots and Chiefs? But yeah, are those few and far between? Well, I think you can never gauge what a matchup's going to be. I mean, today, these aren't two real big teams, but it could end up being... 50-49, uh, like 2008 when the uh, Chargers were over before against the Saints, probably one of the best high-scoring games. So I really don't think you can gauge any how any matchup would be in the future. You could pick, you could have a, the Patriots-Chiefs game could have been 7-3. So it's good to see all the teams, all the different fans come over. So yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm quite a defensive guy anyway. So I'm, I'm not really good with the big high-scoring games anyway. So just like to see a good good struggle so two evenly matched teams uh, that's just what what we need here i mean we've been here for the 11th year now so we've had probably all sorts of games here we've had low scoring we've had overtime games we've had big scoring games so yeah i, th I think we've been very lucky over the last 11 years the matchups we've had and of course we are lucky that the nfl comes here so the, there's big big followings in germany and sweden so we're just really lucky I live 60 miles away. I can get on the train and come to an NFL game. There you go. Alistair Kirkwood, if you're listening, I don't know if you had the Green Bay Packers in mind this year, but 2021, they are the one team that are yet to come over here. The Jacksonville Jaguars, will they play two home games over here next year? They play the NFC West. Could they bring the San Francisco 49ers back over here? A revenge match of the Jags' first ever London game when the 49ers beat them that Jim Harbaugh era remember that 42-10 at Wembley Stadium October 27th 2013 that one it's all pie in the sky right now hopefully we'll get a full slate of games in London in 2021 hopefully we're going to get a full season of NFL action in 2020 who knows just stay safe and in the meantime Thank you very much for listening. Subscribe to the Transatlantic Sports Show. I'm Anthony Wotton. We'll bring you great content each week. Give us a rating as well. Five-star rating would do just nicely, please. Thank you very much. I'll be back next time with some more exclusives, big guests, and we'll talk about the big sports news from across the pond. Until next time. Until next time.